Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. This is our maiden voyage. Morning Drive. Hopefully for many, many years to come. Uh, I've been fortunate to have some excellent partners here on Mile High Sports Radio uh, most recently. Uh, I'll put it to you this way. With each co-host I have worked with, we had our own special drop for that person mm. because there was at times there was a narrative with them. You knew less oh, very well. Miss him. Cause you worked with less on Fox 31. I did a show with him for five years. As you know, less would try and always slip in the people that he knew. So we always had this drop ready for him. People know me or we had this one. I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. Now, when I did the show with Mace, Mace, would would try and be funny, and he has a good sense of humor, but if it fell flat, we would do this. <laughs> we're working on something for you. Oh, don't worry. No, no, we're working on it. Right now, we're going to have to settle for this. But we will come up with something better. Oh, don't worry. Something will avail itself, and it'll be really obvious when it comes forward. Oh, I can promise you, Alex yeah. will always have his finger on the button. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, overall thoughts on the Broncos preseason opener against the Cowboys. I uh, felt very good about everything that I saw, the direction, the way that it worked, the continuity, um, plays that were being made. Was very disappointed, obviously, in the air being taken out of the stadium on the second play of the game when Jonas Griffith went down. If there was one position group one position group in that whole football team that could ill afford an injury, it would be an inside linebacker. Right. Right? Yep. So I hated to see that on the second play. It goes down with a uh, dislocation of the elbow. But by and large, a really enriching and hopeful experience from the way that the coaching staff work to the way that the players performed to the way that the receiving core rose to the occasion to the way that they got good play from various players defensively, almost through a shutout, for goodness sakes. When you look at the last two coaches, Vic Fangio and Vance Joseph, there were times when you could easily question something coming out of the game. Mm -hmm. Game management didn't look to be prepared. Play calls were bad. So on and so forth. This looked like a football team that had its stuff together as much as anything else. And I got to tell you, that's what was refreshing. I look at Twitter as the world's greatest sports bar. And I really didn't see anything on Twitter where people were being overly critical. Nathaniel Hackett and his staff prepared, and I mean no disrespect because everybody in the locker room is part of the team, that the team that he will not necessarily be coaching this season, the backups, looked prepared. Mm -hmm. His team, his team, his starters, will play their first game on September 12th. But to have these guys 
a lot of these guys are rookies. A lot of these guys are new to the organization, and he made them look like a football team. When was the last time that a Broncos head coach had a three-day stretch like Nathaniel Hackett had? Because Thursday in the joint practice was a triumph. Yep. They, he, he ran that offense in a nearly flawless manner. Yep. In the meantime, guys that he has relegated responsibility to ran a flawless practice on defense, both of which dominated the Dallas Cowboys once. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. There is no question. And then two days later, they go and open up a can on them at Empower Field at Mile High. It was about as good a three days as you possibly could have had as a Broncos head coach for the middle part of August. We temper all of all of the things that we're saying with the with the realization that look, none of this counts yet. But it does count because you got to start somewhere right. building the trust with your team, your fans, and your administration. There are a lot of phrases that you have heard and I have heard over the course of our careers. And some of the cliches really rub me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. One of them is they wanted it more than oh, we did. Yeah, right. To which I have said back to players when they've said that. What does that mean? Yeah. They wanted to win more than you're standing in front of me. Right. You didn't want to win as much as them. Right. D don't throw that cliche at me. Mm -hmm. Why did you lose? They wanted it more than you. No. no. Is that what you're telling me? That they prepared more than you because you personally didn't prepare? Something, I don't know if it came out of McCarthy's mouth, probably should have come out of McCarthy's mouth, was we weren't prepared. I'm guessing that's something that he was thinking, maybe said to the Dallas media. What do you mean you weren't prepared? What, you're the veteran coach. The reason I'm bringing that up is Nathaniel Hackett, I don't think, will ever truly say that phrase. He might. He might if they get their asses kicked, and that's fine. And he'll blame it on himself, and he'll be accountable, and so on and so forth. The most important thing was a first impression for Nathaniel Hackett. My daughter's getting ready to start high school yeah. on Wednesday. And I said, she's like, what should I wear? I mean, you know, I get that. And I said to her, you only get you only get one crack at a first impression. Exactly. That's it. And that's what Nathaniel Hackett was working towards. He came off that field on Thursday with a really good understanding of, we can handle these dudes. Right. We can handle them. And he knew that he was going to be judged one way or the other on not necessarily that day, but with the with the, the fans in general on how he handled the game Saturday. No big deal, win, loss. How are you going to handle it? Flawlessly. This is the phrase you did not want coming out of the preseason opener. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're wow. going to be growing pains mm, with yeah. a first-year staff, mm -hmm. new offensive coordinator, first time, yeah. new defensive coordinator, first time. New special teams coordinator, first time. New head coach, first time. You did not want that narrative. I don't think he prepared any harder for this game than he would prepare for any other game. I think this is just who he is. You don't want it to be a default. You don't want it to be an excuse. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't want that kind of crap 
following him around. Right. Oh, it's a first. It, it, it's going to take time to get there. This is a work in progress. No, that's not how he wants to hit the ground running. Right. He wants to go. Right. He's got coordinators that want to hit the ground running. They don't want it to be, oh, it's a first timer. Let's just see how it comes. Let's just see how it works out. No, they made a strong first impression. More in power to them. Now build on it. I'll take it another direction. Vic Fangio, by the way, if you think he doesn't have a job because nobody wanted to hire him, you're an idiot. No, you are an idiot. Okay. That's exactly right. He had plenty of offers. He wanted to take a year away. He has plenty of money in the bank, so on and so forth. But when you look at Vic Fangio as a head coach and you look at Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach, I don't think it's an unfair statement to say, as both of them, first-time head coaches, you can say about Vic Fangio as a first-time head coach in his first game, game has passed him by. As a head coach, as a head coach. Old old tricks don't work with the new players. For Nathaniel Hackett, he has a better feel. Real quickly, before we got to hit a break, the wide receivers obviously played mm-hmm. very well. Uh, hats off to Zach Azani. Got a lot of these guys ready. Jalen Virgil, Brandon Johnson, Kendall Hinton, Seth Williams. All of these guys are not going to make the roster nope. because you know it's going to be Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Washington. That's four. They'll take maybe three more. The guys I just rattle off, one, two, three, four. The math doesn't add up. Are you worried about any of these guys being put on waivers to get to a practice squad, but not making it through waivers yeah. and going to somebody else. Yeah, because, I mean, what happens if they go and replicate this thing up in Buffalo? I mean, are you kidding me? Look, every anyone can have a, a good first shot. Right. They happen to have a bunch in, in one night, right? Virgil Johnson, Hinton, Williams, they were all good. But you start, you go out and do that again on right. a second day up in Buffalo. Right. Now, all of a sudden... Uh, you've got some guys paying attention to the waiver wires, just like the Broncos are paying attention to waiver wires as cuts start to be made tomorrow. We we lose five guys off of this roster right. coming up tomorrow. So, yeah, it's going to be very difficult to protect. I think that you can do it with virtual. Remember, we haven't even talked about Cleveland here yeah. in this group. Didn't do much, obviously, on Friday. We don't know what his situation is. There are too many folks at the end. There are not enough beds to go around for everybody, right? And if we're being completely honest, though, and you can say this about any guy who was out there on Saturday on both sides of the ball, they were not going up against starters. No, they weren't. So is Seth Williams going to do what he did against a bunch of starting cornerbacks? I don't know. He might. Same thing with Brandon Johnson. I don't know. He might. I think they'll probably take seven wide receivers. They took six last year, but remember, they had three quarterbacks on the mm-hmm. roster. I think you have a spot open. The guy you would need to worry about, J- Jalen Virgil, will not make this team. Don't think so. No. Not because he's not good enough. No. They'll try and squeeze him through waivers. In some ways, this might seem a little paranoid. I don't know if I played Jalen Virgil that much for the rest of the preseason. Mm. I don't I don't give any tape to any other team. I don't know. I I think you got to do right by the player. No, no, you do right by the team. Mm, I understand. George Payton is the type of guy that would say, no, play him. If he has tape, is that's Is Jalen Virgil a difference maker at the back end of the receiving core? Not right now, but he certainly has something you can't coach, which is speed. Then put him on the practice squad. Well, the only way you're going to guarantee getting him on the practice right. squad is to get him, yeah. is to not play him in the preseason. Yeah. Play him in practice. Don't let anybody see him. Don't let... Because remember, he goes on waivers. Somebody can put him to the practice squad. That's it. 
He can go to somebody else's practice squad. And he's been making play. This isn't just right. like a one-night thing. He's been making plays all through training camp. Hide him if you have to. All right. Let Brandon Johnson, Kendall Hill, and Seth Williams play. Kendall Hill, he's going to wind up making this He's going to make the score. I, I'm not going to call it a slam dunk, but it's as close as you yeah. can get to a slam dunk on a six-foot hoop. Um, and then Seth Williams and Brandon Johnson, I think, make this team. I, I don't give Jalen Virgil much of a look because, again, Brandon Johnson, Kendall Hinton, Seth Williams, you can find those guys. You can find guys like that. You can, yep. you can find guys who can play like they can play. You can't find a speedy guy like Washington. You cannot find a speedy guy like K.J. Hamler. Coming up after the break, how good do you feel about the Broncos quarterback situation? And I'm talking about the backups, not who do you, who do you think is going to start? How good do you feel about the Broncos backup situation? I'll share with you a, a text I got from a friend yesterday or on, on Saturday. Johnson looks better than Bridgewater. Hmm. Why do you think he felt that way? My buddy. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. At rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Windfall Brewing Company in the Orchard Town Center. Something for everyone. 17 craft brews on tap. They just did a couple of new brews. You should go check them out. Their food is not bar food. It's not even upscale bar food. It's outstanding. And this is what I mean. Their executive chef used to be the sous chef at Shanahan's. Mm. So that should tell you right there how great the menu is. Every time I've gone there, the food has been better and better, and it's great to begin with. Also, if you love old-time arcade games, well, they have 23 pinball machines, Pac-Man, Golden Tee, something for everyone. And on Saturday night, 6 to 8, their outdoor patio is right next to where they do live music in the summer. That's a great experience as well. Head to Westminster, the Orchard Town Center, make it a day or night at the Windfall Brewing Company. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Okay, so what did you think of the backups, Johnson and Rippon? Do you feel better about the backup situation now than you have over the last couple of years? Are the Broncos a playoff contender with Russell Wilson at quarterback, yes or no? Yes. Are they no. a play? Thank you. Uh, so you have my answer. Uh, yes. Uh, great. I mean, I've liked Brett Rippon 
in the past. Yep. I continue to like him. Uh, we got a good look at Josh Johnson, who I thought performed admirably, especially after his first couple of series. Looked good, looked the part. I will take a page from your book and ask about how many ones he was playing against, but that's neither here nor there. Still had to execute and run the offense, and he did a really nice job. This is probably not a playoff team with anyone other than Russell Wilson running this franchise. I got a real interesting text from a friend of mine who was watching the game, and he said to me, Josh Johnson looks better than Teddy Bridgewater. Who would you rather have, Josh Johnson or Teddy Bridgewater? Well, Teddy Bridgewater has played an awful lot against number one defenses and has played and started in a lot of uh, games. I I thought Teddy Bridgewater was okay last year. Mm -hmm. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was certainly a step up consistent from a standpoint of consistency than the, the, the slappies that had preceded him. Certainly. I think we can agree on that. But he wasn't a guy that was going to get them to the next level. It's been seven years since they've had that guy in tow. And his name is Russell Wilson. With all due respect, it's not Josh Johnson. I say this with all due respect as Josh Johnson. So this is my answer to my friend. Let's look at the competition Mm -hmm. that they are playing against. Sadly... And I hope Josh Josh Johnson will likely be the backup. He's been with a lot of teams, as much as I hate to say it. His resume speaks for himself. That's why he's been with a lot of teams. But what I did not send back to my friend is this. Tell me how this sounds through two preseason games. You complete 84% of your passes, you're 16 of 19, 179 yards, nearly 10 yards per attempt. Two touchdowns, no interceptions, quarterback rating of 141. And in your four drives, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. That was Teddy Bridgewater last year yeah. through two games. Doesn't get any better than that, does it? Nope. So to my friend, Teddy Bridgewater, a seasoned pro, just like you can make the case Josh Johnson is, but the difference is Teddy Bridgewater has played when there have been meaningful games. Mm-hmm. Not a knock on Rippon, not a knock on Johnson, but circling back to your original point, can Josh, I think the, is Josh Johnson going to be able to pick up the slack if Russell Wilson goes down week three for the rest of the season? No. No. The question is, how good do you feel about Josh Johnson if Russell Wilson sustains a three-game injury? Well, you better feel good enough because that's what you're rolling out. I under, how do you feel? Uh, that's the choice they made, Josh Johnson. Okay. Ten, okay. Kind of like cautiously okay. Right. You know? So with that, to add on to what my friend said, who would you feel better with with a three-game stretch if Russell Wilson goes out? Josh Johnson or Teddy Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater. There we go. So to answer my friend's question, I understand how Josh Johnson looked, and I get it, but I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater. Of course. But when you look at what each guy costs, you have to make a decision, right. kind of like what we talked about in the last hour. You're going to have to make a decision. If you're George Payton, you drafted Nick Benito. You have Baron Brownie, who looked terrific as an outside linebacker. You signed Randy Gregory, 
if Bradley Chubb has a great season, knowing Russell Wilson's going to have a new contract probably before the end of this season, mm-hmm. I believe that he will. Who do you spend your money on? Bradley Chubb or Draymond Jones? And, Draymond Jones they, is the answer. As they say all the time in the draft, and it can become a drinking game. What's the best value pick? What's the best value move for George Payton? Is it Johnson or is it Bridgewater? Is it Jones or is it Chubb? Now, here's the thing with Chubb and Draymond Jones. First of all, I think they're both of them. If you stay healthy, and that's a very legitimate concern, especially with Bradley Chubb, who does not have a history of staying healthy. Availability, right? Yep. Greatest quality you can have, being available each and every week. If he has something that approaches his rookie season, he becomes a very interesting question then. Because then you're talking about him. Right now, everything that we're talking about with Bradley Chubb is couched against the last three years. Right? Injuries. Injuries. If he plays and is available game in and game out and is the kind of difference maker that we've seen him be in the past, that's going to be a harder decision to make. Here's the difference between football and then basketball and hockey. In basketball and hockey, you can get away with it with your players. You cannot get away with it in the NFL with your players. And it is this. Prove it deals. Matt Duchesne, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Here's a one-year prove it deal. In the NFL, where guaranteed money is everything, and teams are always desperate for pass rushers, if you're George Payton, you cannot sign Bradley Chubb to a one-year prove-it deal. No. Now, (laughs) what you can do is you can franchise him. That is your option. But what is the going market for a pass rusher? I'm guessing in the neighborhood of about $17 per. I would guess that's probably about right. But... If you're going to do that, and that is fine, and you could probably afford to do that, then you still have Gregory, and you have Benito, and you have Browning, and you have Cooper. And you're not going There will be times. Let's say Browning is your third best pass rusher. Let's say he is. And Gregory and Chubb are healthy. Very rarely are you going to stick four guys on the field at the same time. Oh, sure. That's certainly not going to be your base package. There will be times you put three of those guys on the field. But if you're going to bring back Chubb, which would be great if he has a great year, and I don't think Bradley Chubb should ever complain with his injury history about a franchise deal. Oh, no, I don't, and I don't think he would. And by the way, Randy Gregory has the same questions as Bradley Chubb for different reasons about both. availability. Both. Right? No, it's both. Yeah. It, it's it's drug suspensions and, 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 and injuries. injuries. Both. It's both. I mean, Randy Gregory... He has missed more games than he has played, Mm -hmm. and he has been in the NFL for a while. That should tell you everything that you need to know. Absolutely. So you are counting on two guys who, through the last few years, have been basically unavailable to their franchise. Not only counting on them, but you're counting on them being Exhibit 1 and 1A on opening day. Ah. Coming up after the break, a lot of great things coming out of that preseason game. One thing was not very good, and I give Nathaniel Hackett a lot of credit. 
He brought it up at his post-game mm-hmm. press conference without even being asked the question. What was that thing he brought up without being questioned? That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, mileisports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is brought to you by Pinnacle Builders, the best in home remodeling. Go to PinnacleDen.com. All right, we've been very complimentary about the Broncos opening preseason game, and rightfully so. Uh, But I'm going to point out something. We're going to point out something that Nathaniel Hackett pointed out following the game, wasn't even asked the question. I love that type of accountability. Usually a player or a coach has to be asked the question, he got in front of the message. Good on him. He was asked about the rushing game. Ooh. Not even close to me good enough is what he said. Uh, midway through the cor- uh, third quarter, 11 carries, 9 yards. That was it. But you know what's most concerning to me? Mm. Is that Calvin Anderson started. That Albert Okawebenam was in there for mm-hmm. blocking. Now, mm. there were other guys that were not in there. And I understand that. Is this a concern or is it eh, it's a bunch of guys who didn't start and you look at Mike Boone I think Mike Boone's a quality back he's the number three back on this team but he never got a chance to even get off to a start because he was always tackled in the backfield I'm trying to think of a time that I saw trying to see a time that I saw guys get to the next level of blocking in other words you've got guys moving the key on the outside zone is to get guys off the ball and get to the next level. Right. I I never saw it once. Right. I never once. And everything that they're trying to do is predicated on being able to run this out, outside zone. Well, they didn't do it very well. Right. Okay. I need a couple more games. It's complicated to it, learn. It, it is. It's complicated. They they felt like they'd been doing a good job. We feel like. I've seen stuff at training camp, you've seen it as well, that has looked good and impressive when it's happening. Um, Albert O is still very much a work in progress when it comes to blocking. I think that's, that's why he was in there. That's not his strength. And he didn't necessarily and, block well. No, he did not. He did not. In fact, it at times blocked poorly right. in that game. Calvin Anderson, I'm not quite sure because that's the guy as of right now. Billy Turner's not around. So Calvin Anderson appears to be the guy that they're going to go to battle with right now. So I was curious to see that. I think Calvin Anderson is playing for his job, and that's why he was out there. Mm. Because I think if Billy Turner, if he's available week one, they put him right in. He's starting. Just like Randy Gregory is starting. Right. It is the highest compliment you can get when 
you come to a new team. I understand that Billy Turner has been here before, but you come to a new team, second turn with the Broncos. You come here, and your head coach used to be the offensive coordinator. Your offensive coordinator used to be the offensive line coach. At Green Bay, looks to you and says, we want you here. What I have been told about Billy Turner is this. He was a good player here, not great, kind of a swing guy. But when he got to Green Bay, apparently his football IQ skyrocketed. He became a very, he became a much smarter football player. And that's one reason why they brought him in. Now, I did find it interesting when, when Billy Turner got here, he referred to Nathaniel Hackett as his best friend. I've never heard of a player being besties with the coach, but that's your relationship and you're going to go to Berlin and see an Ed Sheeran concert. Good on you. He's a more of a technician. Yeah. He, that's where, that's where he's made his greatest improvements. And it's kind of in the pattern for this coaching staff to allow guys to just get right. And we've seen it over and over again how this camp is being run, we now understand, finally, and it may have taken a while for all of us to get there, good health is the number one goal to get to the regular season with. Staying healthy. Well, Hackett's done a great job. And he has. To this point, he stayed. Look, we haven't seen any of Randy Gregory. We haven't seen any of Billy Turner. Uh, Dulcich has been a guy that has given us some flashes, but now is back on the rehab field. They just want to get guys to the regular season in as good a health as possible. My guess and my hope is that we'll see Billy Turner when the lights go on in Seattle. Maybe the biggest work in progress that no one has addressed. I listen to enough sports talk radio. I watch plenty of sports casts like yours um, and all the other stations. I read quite a bit. Denver Post, you know, Broncos, Broncos websites. One thing that I haven't, I have not seen, and I think this is something that we need to keep an eye on. I understand teams use zone blocking concepts, mm-hmm. but it's not their base on what they do. It's not an easy system to learn. Maybe that's what we should be keeping our eye on more after watching this last game. How? Because with zone blocking, it's a. Uh, it's five guys who have to work in perfect unison. unison. Right. It has to be a finely tuned orchestra. Note one small note is off the guy or gal in the second violin share. She's or he is a little bit off. It sounds like garbage. It takes a while to learn. Maybe we are not focusing enough on that. And maybe that's why it looked as bad as it did talking about the running game. Yeah, or they don't have good quality depth. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe their guys just aren't as good at the next level. Well, they aren't as good at the next level. That's right. But, um, and that's, I think, why they're trying to build that interchangeable kind of offensive front where guys can play different positions. Right. So if you're now, now if you are trying to learn this outside zone, this this format, this new style, and you're trying to learn different positions and doing at it, it's yep. all, it's not double indemnity, but it's that much more of a challenge. Well, when I look at this game, it was not that Mike Boone's not a good no. third stringer. 
has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the blocking scheme, a new blocking scheme, and certainly the level of talent. We're going to find out in a hurry, because I don't think these starters are going to play that much, if at all, in the preseason. We're going to see in Seattle how well these guys work together. And then we'll be able to look back. If they don't play well blocking-wise for Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon, we're going to look back to the first game and say, hmm, this was the tea leave that we should have read. Right. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? Justin Simmons and Russell Wilson were ranked in the NFL's top 100 list. We'll tell you where. And there was a feel-good moment on the diamond Friday night at Coors Field. That's all coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Don't you know that you can count me out? Don't you know it's gonna be all right? Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive used to be the show I did. I'm going ha- to get used to this, I promise. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle, Mile High Sports Radio if you want to reach us. Go to the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. I used to say this all the time in afternoon drive. If you're thinking about dinner, you need to go to Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Uh-huh. Din- dinner is a meal that you plan for. You really don't plan for breakfast, kind of maybe plan for lunch. But let's think ahead here. We're in morning drive. What are you going to do for dinner? Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. I love the way they slowly smoke their ribs, their brisket, their pork. I love the corned beef Reuben, which is unbelievable. Smoked corned beef Reuben wings are great. With that, I want to bring in my guy, Dave, from Smoking Dave's Barbecue and Brew. How are you, Dave? How you doing, Eric? Good okay, morning. good morning. So my new partner, Bruce, here does not eat meat. Okay. Okay. You have a lot of great options for him. Off the top of my head, because I've had it, the wild salmon Reuben, I think mm. would be a great mm. option. Also, the crawfish po' boy. Tell Bruce about those. Yeah, those two items are fantastic. We use a, a wild-cut salmon on our Reuben. Um, we also use that salmon topped on our salads. Um, so we have a lot of different options for you. We don't serve that crawfish po' boy um, in all of our locations, just in our uh, North Denver location. But we also have southern catfish, which is fantastic, too. Ooh. Now, you don't eat meat. That's okay. Let's talk sides, because at any great barbecue place, and by the way, for Dave, he's been a restaurateur for a long time. He's in barbecue now, but he did other things. Like one thing that you won't eat, their chicken marsala is the best anywhere in town. So it's a lot of different great things, obviously including barbecue, on the menu. What kind of sides do you think Dave, or excuse me, not Dave, you're Dave, what kind of sides do you think Bruce would enjoy? Let's start with the, uh, the beans, although wait a minute. Oh. Wait a minute. Oh. The, the beans do have beans pork do and have brisket all of our in it. Meats in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's we, too we've bad. Got southern, we've got collard greens, but that does have bacon in it, though. Mm. Um, our southern corn bake would work out great. That does not have any meat in it. Um, savory uh, roasted corn, cream corn, cream cheese, green chilies, a lot of different spices. That's a fantastic dude. Diet. You've got options. That's all I care about. That Absolutely. sounds fantastic. We're looking forward to seeing you. Well, here here's another thing, and I've said this many many times. You could just go into their location in Denver, 
It's basically on the northwest side of town. And just go in there for dessert. So if you like desserts, Bruce. Who doesn't? Uh, well, well, let's start, Dave. Let's start, Dave, with the um, my, my favorite. The uh, uh, it's the um, the bread pudding. Absolutely, yeah. We do a uh, chocolate uh, bread pudding, um, and we serve that with a whiskey cream sauce on the side. Nice and dense, but but it get light, and it's got a nice sweetness to it. And great texture. It's good stuff. Is is your wife Sarah? Is she a vegetarian too? Vegan. Oh, she's vegan. Oh, she's, vegan. she's vegan. What? what she's vegan. Uh, Dave, what can we do for a vegan? Well, we, I mean, we've got salads. We can do. Um, yeah. We can do wraps. Um, we we can we can make some modifications with that. As long as you're okay with uh, with meat not you know with meat being okay in the kitchen, we, you know, then we're good to go. <laughs> yeah, we're a difficult group to take. Believe me, and we know it. She's the first to say we've got to be the biggest pain in the ass walking through a door to any place, and she's right. She's right. Fortunately, he's he's a very easy partner. Just Mandy and Sarah and Bruce and I will have to really pick where we go for dinner or lunch or anything like that. Uh, we sure. can make it work for you, trust me, with allergies, whether it be gluten, yeah. you know, anything like that. We tend to accommodate just about everybody. So you're more than just in Denver. Where are all of your locations specifically as you go up to Estes Park? Uh, so from Denver, then when you go to the Lawmont uh, on Main Street, then we have our uh, next location in Lyons, also on Main Street. And then we have uh, a seasonal and a main location in Estes Park. Wow. Dave, have a great day, and uh, I will be seeing you soon. Sounds good. Because I gotta, I gotta get in there, and you know, I gotta grab that smoked corned beef. Check us out for lunch too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Dinner's great. Go lunch there for lunch. Better. You, you, you are absolutely right. See you, Dave. Have a great day. Take care. Deep out. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Justin Simmons came in at number 81 on NFL's top 100 list yesterday. Russell Wilson arrived at number 61. Is this ranking too low for Simmons, and does Wilson deserve a spot number 61 there in the NFL's top 100? I don't really care where they're ranked. The fact that they are mentioned is more important to me. Pat Sertan going to be there pretty soon. Here's what's interesting about Russell Wilson. He's been in the top 25 for eight consecutive years. This year at 61, last year he was number 12, and the year before he was number two. Mm. I think the question is this. You would think that'd be it for the Broncos. Would you be blown away, totally surprised, if Pat Sertan is somewhere in there as they go down to number one? Would you be stunned? Wouldn't be stunned. Not counting on it, either. but wouldn't be stunned. I wouldn't be stunned either. He's that good already, huh? Oh, my gosh. Can't take your eyes off him at practice. Just in case you missed it, the Rockies lost two of three at home to the Diamondbacks this weekend. But on Friday night, there was a feel-good moment at Coors Field as 31-year-old Winton Bernard made his Major League debut. After 10 seasons in the minor leagues, he recorded a hit, a stolen base, and a run scored in his debut, and he notched his first career RBI in yesterday's game. What did you think of Bernard's debut after his long journey to the majors? Not going to take any shots at the Rockies. I know where you're going with this because I was about to say the same thing. And I'm not going to. 
I'll save that for another time. No, you can I, you can say it. No, say I'm it. I'm all good. I love this kind of story. Uh, ten years in the making, a guy that's grinded, that's done all the right things. If you follow this at all, either either out of the ballpark or on social, he was humble. He was excited. He was childlike. There was wonderment in this guy finally reaching the major leagues and realizing all of his dreams. I love moments like this. I hope I don't sound too Pollyannish. Well, you know what? You just painted me to be the bad guy because I'm going to say what you're thinking. I agree with everything that you just said. If the Rockies are bringing up a 31-year-old, that tells you everything that you need to know about their farm system. Period. True. Period. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, Argonaut always has great specials. Domestic wines, 15% off. All of them, 750 milliliter bottles. They also deliver to the entire metro area. Any delivery over 100 bucks is free. If you work down in the city but live in the suburbs, stop by on Colfax. See what I'm talking about. I've shopped there for years. And if you live downtown, you know why Westward has named it the best liquor store in Denver five years running. Find them off of Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com and I think that's a nice segue. We took a bottle of champagne from Argonaut Wine and Liquor. We christened the boat and we are off and running on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Our new team, great team. We've all worked together before. This is the morning crew. Zach Seegers, Alex Becker, Bruce Hurdle. I'm Eric Goodman. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make it the best possible day you can. <laughs>